Not even a week into the official start of a shortened season, Major League Baseball has postponed a number of games. 14 Florida Marlin players testing positive for COVID. We always knew we could start. The question was, do we think we can finish? With baseball back, millions of fans are filled with joy, even non-fans happy to see live sports again. It almost felt like a normal summer, though it was odd to see no one in the stadiums. But now, with an outbreak of COVID-19 within the Marlins, people are wondering if the season will finish. Several of their games postponed. Just another indicator that this pandemic is hard to contain, unless you're in a complete bubble. And that's what the National Basketball Association has tried to create in Orlando. All teams sequestered for a tournament-style season finale starting this Thursday. Our prayer, Lord, give us health, give us humility. More than that, give us Jesus. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And we're in a series that we began yesterday called The Gospel According to Joseph. When was the last time you were mistreated? I would guess it didn't take long for you to recall such a time. Those sorts of memories never go away. Kids picking on you when you were little. Perhaps students excluding you when you were in school later on. Or maybe even something worse like physical or emotional abuse. Now let me ask you another question. When was the last time you mistreated someone? I'm sure we've all done this. We do live in a sinful world, and we are all sinners. But it can be more difficult to recognize when we're the ones doing the mistreating. Well, as we continue in this series looking at the life of Joseph, we're going to look at his brothers and why it was so easy for them to mistreat, even take advantage of their own brother and sell him off into slavery. I know we can all learn from Joseph and his brother's evil actions and how God can redeem both the one who is mistreated as well as those who mistreat others. So before we turn to the book of Genesis, we're going to catch up with the co-director of a brand new Christian movie called I Still Believe. They were thrown a curveball when it was released back in March. On Friday when we opened, we were number one. Uh, which was a great, uh, great day, but uh, we were, you know, all the theaters were shut down on Tuesday, so so it was a part of that historic weekend that we're going to be talking about for a long time. Writer, director, and producer John Irwin, who along with his brother Andy, had the number one movie in America on the weekend of March 13th, just before the world lockdown for the COVID-19 pandemic. John will be back to share about the challenges of releasing a movie in a pandemic. It's called I Still Believe. The story of Jeremy and Melissa Camp struggling with cancer and how Jesus walked them through that season. After the program, I want to send you a copy of their story found on the brand new DVD, I Still Believe. My wife and I just watched it. Yes, there were some tear-jerking moments, but overall, we were so encouraged to see how their faith in Christ gave them the power of hope. Our number to call after the program is 800-654-2836. 800-654-2836. 
or go online to our website, watch the trailer and a clip from the movie, and you can make your gift when you visit there and ask for the DVD at haventoday.org, haventoday.org. Now I want us to open with a song by Jeremy Kim. Will I believe you when you say Your hand will guide my every way Will I receive the words you say Every moment of every today, and I'm Charles Morris. We're going to look more at the life in a minute of Joseph. But first, I want us to head over to Nashville and meet up with the co-director of a new film based on the life of the man we just heard sing, Jeremy Camp. John Irwin, we've had you on the program before, so I want to just say welcome back to Haven today. Oh, Charles, thanks for having me, and uh, it's an honor to 
to talk about, uh, you know, all that God's doing in Hollywood, even in these wild times that we live in. God's still at work, and and it it work in ways that I, I haven't seen since I've been working in this business, and and it's exciting to to play a small role, um, you know, in what He's doing. We've been playing some little excerpts from your newest movie, I Still Believe, the story of Jeremy Camp and losing mm-hmm. his first wife. John, that's a movie that almost never happened, right? Yeah, well, we came close. It, it opened, uh, you know, just before uh, the coronavirus shut down the world. In fact, with all that we achieved with I Can Only Imagine, the movie we did before, um, and it was the number one independent film of 2018, and, and, and uh, once again, the Christian audience showing everyone just how big we are when we're when, when our voice is unified but as incredible as that was we were never number one in the box office um we were number two or number three for, for a long time behind movies like black panther until this year now we, we, this on time. friday when we opened we were number one uh which was a great uh, great day but uh we were you know all the theaters were shut down on tuesday so so it was a part of that historic weekend that we're going to be talking about for a long time and uh you know something that's affected so many people and in the, in the entertainment industry i think it's it's definitely because so much of the business is is based off people gathering you know it's it's uh it's it's done a you know it's been quite the disruption probably one of the bigger disruptions in the history of the entertainment industry luckily it, it uh they they moved it to uh a digital release very quickly and it did very very well mm-hmm. uh, and, and mm-hmm. extremely well and so mm-hmm. uh we're happy that that people have been able to see it and ultimately we just want to tell stories that are, are really entertaining, that are emotionally relatable, no matter what you believe, but that are really designed to draw people to the hope of the gospel, that, that there is hope. Um, and I think we're in a society and in a time where we need hope now more than ever. So mm. it's an honor to tell stories like that. Mm. Well, it, it, it certainly is. I, I should ask you, though, well, let me throw you a compliment, too. Your movies sure. just <laughs> keep getting better. Let me ask you, though, for this movie, I still believe it's about life in Christ. That's where you're leading Mm -hmm. people. But there's also death. So it's life and death. And you stayed pretty close, pretty faithful to the original story of of Jeremy Camp's first wife dying. And then it comes out on on the first weekend when movie theaters close down because of COVID nineteen. There's so much that that you can't control in in life, and uh, and you just have to keep swinging and never give up. Um, I will say this: that I, you know, a lot of films tackle a question. You know, I felt like uh, the the question, if I can only imagine, is how do you forgive? You know, I, I remember Bart saying so clearly that he knew God was real because of the change he saw in his dad, because his da- dad turned from a monster into the man that he wanted to become and into his best friend. And there was forgiveness in that relationship. So that really was the, the orbiting sort of concept in question. What I still believe, um, just the question of loss and heartache and its purpose in life, I think the question that keeps so many people from God is, how could a good God do this to me? And that keeps them from faith, and that keeps them from a relationship with Christ. And so we wanted to sort of boldly ex- explore that question. And realize that so much of Jeremy's ministry and his voice that's touched so many millions of people came out of loss. And so while loss is painful, there's a purpose in it, and there, and God can use it for good, and God can restore, and that that a fundamental part of life is heartache and, and heartbreak and loss, and yet there's a purpose in it. Um, and we wanted to show that, and because I, I think so many millions of people can re- relate to that. And so what got me, the same as 
what Bart said got us on board with I Can Only Imagine. I remember when Jeremy said, you know, when Melissa was going through cancer, she said, if one life is changed by what I go through, it will have all been worth it. Mm-hmm. And uh, just that perspective uh, and that different, that it, it's not about us, it's about the lives that we can change to our story, even when our story is painful. I thought that was a really powerful theme to explore and, and hopefully something that would bring hope to a lot of people because we all endure loss. And I do think people that don't understand why bad things happen, that keeps them from a relationship with Christ. And so we wanted to just explore the concept that there is a purpose in the pain and that there's a reason that we go through difficult things and what's on the other side of that, that sometimes that uh, the most difficult things we go through in our life give us the, the most powerful voice to others. And and so sometimes God is, is writing your story in such a way that you can have a voice to millions of people. It's that Second Corinthians concept that God comforts us in our suffering so that we can be a comfort to others. And I just think sometimes the most powerful people and the most powerful voices come out of a trial-by-fire moment of suffering. And uh, there, there are many stories that are told that in the Christian experience that your dreams come true and get what you want, and that does happen. Uh, miracles do happen, but not always. And, and, and I wanted to tell that side of the story in, in the context of a beautiful love story and an emerging singer named Jeremy Kent. Mm. John Irwin, movie maker, brother in Christ, thank you for joining me here on Haven Today. Charles, as always, it's an honor, and uh, thanks for getting the word out on the movies, and uh, God bless you guys, and, and we're going to keep making them. God's still at work in Hollywood for sure. You're listening to Haven Today, and I'm Charles Morris. A little later in the program, I'll let you know how you can get a copy of John's new movie based on the life of Jeremy Camp. It's called I Still Believe. Now let's go to Genesis. We're in this series this week, The Gospel According to Joseph. I said this at the beginning of our time together. I bet it wouldn't take long for you to remember a time when you were mistreated. I know that would be the case for Joseph. He would probably quickly think about those brothers of his selling him off into slavery. And that's exactly what we're going to look at. Let's hear a little of the story from Genesis 37. I'll pick it up at verse 17. Joseph went after his brothers and found them near Dothan. But they saw him in the distance. And before he reached them, they plotted to kill him. Here comes that dreamer, they said to each other. Come now, let's kill him and throw him into one of these cisterns, and say that a ferocious animal devoured him, and then we'll see what comes of his dreams. When Reuben, his brother, heard this, he tried to rescue him from their hands. Let's not take his life, he said. Don't shed any blood. Throw him into this cistern here in the wilderness, but don't lay a hand on him. Reuben said this to rescue him from them and to take him back to his father. So when Joseph came to his brothers... They stripped him of his robe, this ornate robe he was wearing. You remember that coat of many colors? And they took him and threw him into the cistern. It was empty. There was no water in it. And as they sat down to eat their meal, they looked up, and there was a caravan of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead. Their camels were loaded with spices, balm, and myrrh, and they were on their way to take them down to Egypt. Judah, one of the other brothers, said to the others, What will we gain if we kill our brother and cover up his blood? Come, let's sell him to the Ishmaelites and not lay hands on him. After all, he is our brother, our own flesh and blood. And his brothers agreed. So when the Midianite merchants came by, his brothers pulled Joseph up out of the cistern 
and sold him for twenty shekels of silver to the Ishmaelites, who then took him to Egypt. Now that's the word of God coming out of Genesis. It is a terrible episode in the life of God's covenant family. Look what they had become. They looked a lot like what the Pharisees would be thousands of years later in their treatment of Jesus. We read in verse 18 that Joseph's brothers saw him coming from far off, and before he even reached them, they were plotting to kill him. Well, that's what the Pharisees did to Jesus through the Gospels. Joseph's brothers didn't actually go through with their plan, but they may as well have. They thought they would never see him again. That was the whole point. But why did they do it? Well, I want to look at three reasons why, and I think we'll see some of the same problems in our own hearts, if you dare look in the mirror. First, they were jealous. Joseph's father had given him that coat of many colors. It was a special coat for a favorite son. It's hard not to feel envy when someone else is getting treated better than you are or me. Even Christ was the target of jealousy. The scribes and Pharisees held themselves out as the teachers of God's law. But Jesus was saying things like, you've heard it said, but I say to you, who was he to speak with such authority? His opponents seethed with jealousy. But second, Joseph's brothers sold him into slavery because they were just angry at God. In verse 19, they said, here comes that dreamer. They're remembering that Joseph had had two dreams in which they were bowing before him. Maybe Joseph should have kept quiet about his dreams. But whatever the case, they were part of God's plan. The brothers would indeed bow to him one day. Like them, many of the Israelites of Jesus' day were angry when God's plan actually involved a humble carpenter dying on a cross. What kind of plan is that? I think we can also struggle in a similar way. How many points in the plot of your life would you change if you could especially change them in times like this? Or think of Jeremy Camp, how deeply he struggled with such unfair circumstances. His wife, even before they were married, was dying of cancer. But then it came back after they married. God's plan can sometimes make us angry. But finally, and third, Joseph's brothers sold him into slavery because they, ironically, were slaves. Not slaves to a ruler, but slaves to sin. And they needed changed hearts. So did the opponents of Jesus. And so do we. This is why Christ said to one of those Pharisees, you must be born again. Only a new heart can free us from the sin in which we are so deeply entrenched. And a new heart leads us to faith, faith in God's Son, whose own story was filled with so much mistreatment. Won't you let go of your jealousy and hatred even today? The Lord's plan is not always clear to us, but he's always good. Why don't you place your trust in him again and do it today? I love you, Lord. Oh, your mercy never fails me All my days I've been held by your hands From the moment that I wake up Until I lay my head Oh, I will sing Of the goodness of God 
Wife of Shane Bernard of Shane and Shane fame. That's Bethany Bernard, goodness of God, here on Haven Today, a program called The Gospel According to Joseph. I'm Charles Morris. If you've listened to Christian music the last 15, say, 20 years, I'm sure you know the name of Jeremy Camp. He's now one of the most successful singers of all times. So many number one hits. But just as his career was launching, his first wife came down with cancer. He says it was the hardest trial he had ever faced, but the peace of God was with them in the midst of the storm. After you watch their story on the brand new DVD called I Still Believe, I think you'll be deeply moved and reminded that grace changes everything. The movie was made by the same team that produced I Can Only Imagine a couple of years ago, the Irwin Brothers. We heard from John just a moment ago, and now they have returned with a well-crafted film that's more than just entertainment. It'll open up doors for you and others to talk about how the Lord sees us through hard times, just like Joseph. I want to send you a copy of the DVD, I Still Believe, right away for your gift to the ministry. And may I also ask for you to be generous when you send a gift. Not only has the DVD just released, which increases our costs to offer it, but the summer is our slowest time of the year when it comes to support. 
We're asking the Lord to provide what we need for this daily ministry, and you can be an answer to our prayer. Our number to call right now is 800-654-2836. That's 800-654-2836. Or go online and watch the trailer and a clip from the movie, and then you can make your gift when you visit us at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow when, again, we get to gather together and share the great story, the story that's all about Jesus, here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with God. This is David Wolin with Haven Ministries inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. To help people understand spiritual truth, Jesus often turned everyday items into object lessons. And one of his favorites was our most basic of needs, food and water. For instance, in John 6, Jesus said, Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. If you want that kind of life, Jesus says he himself is the food that you need. Literally, according to Jesus, you need Jesus even more than your next meal. So, next time you find a moldy piece of bread or a forgotten Tupperware in the fridge, you can remember, regular food spoils, but Jesus gives lasting life. You can get your Anchor devotional delivered in print monthly at getanchor.com.